Hallelujah. We thank God for another Wednesday that we will gather to hear God's holy word. One day David prayed and described the word of God as more sweeter than honey and more precious than gold. And so when it is time to come to teaching service, whether in person or online, we are asking that God will grace us to love the teaching of his word. Amen. And we never get used to the teaching of God's word. We don't arrive in God because God is so endless. Amen. Tonight, I want to speak to you under the direction of the Holy Spirit on the topic, Be Strong and of Good Courage. Amen. Amen. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Tonight, prophetically, I speak to someone. It is time to be strong and to be of good courage and go over and possess what God has asked you to possess. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 11, the Bible tells us that after the death of Moses, God came to Joshua and in three different places, he said to him, be strong and be of good courage. The Bible says after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Breaking news. Moses, my servant, is dead. In case you think he's gone for one of those 40 days that I've been calling him up the mountain, this time he's gone up the mountain, but I have killed him there. He's not coming back. You have been waiting, but I've been taking my time to break the news to you. I just want you to know, Moses, my servant, is dead. God did not mean the words. He wasn't euphemistic about it. He didn't say he's called him home. He's going to be with the Lord. He said dead. <laughs> now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. My God. You see, he didn't say, I will give you. He said, everywhere you will step up from this meeting I'm having with you. If you take the step to go, wherever the soles of your feet will touch, I have given. Amen. Amen. He said, I'm giving them to you. I have already given, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness, and he began to specify the dimensions of the area. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. The river Euphrates today is in Iraq. All the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I would not leave you nor forsake you. In fact, this last statement in verse 5 is similar to what Jesus said to all believers. I will never leave you. 
I will always be with you until the end of age when he sent us on the great commission in Matthew chapter 28. But we see here that God comes in first to announce to Joshua that the man you have been taking inspiration from, the man you have been looking up to, I have called him home. I'm sure that the way Moses' ministry was, someone like Joshua has never thought that he would die. And so suddenly he realized that the mantle of the ministry has been suddenly put upon him. And many of us sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we have had great dreams and suddenly it feels like this is the time, but we lack boldness and courage. We lack the strength to do so. The Bible says, with all this information, God comes to him to say, now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all the people, not you alone. So if you th in, in case you think I'm just calling you Joshua alone to just come have another meeting with you. No, I'm not sending you on one of those expeditions on military assignments. This time you are leading all these people. And he's been wondering, I've not led them this way. Ever since Moses just laid hands on me and said, I'm now Pastor Joshua. He didn't say he's leaving immediately. There was a meeting and the church service was held and hands were laid on me. Uh, that's all that I know. But, and then he said he's going up the mountain as normally he leaves and as you call him. But this time you are telling me he's not coming back. I've not put any executive in place. I don't know. These guys in the executive already with Moses, they are far older than me. I don't have a relationship with them. I don't, I'm not a part of the executive. And now you are putting this burden on me. God says to him, arise. Go over this Jordan. And the Jordan was just nearby. This, the river. A very big river was there. And he says, go over the Jordan, you and all these people. That is a very big vision God has given to him. And then God says to him, and every place, look at the promise of God. Every place, every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given. Now it means that if you don't step there, you won't have it, but I have given. And then he says, from the wilderness, this Lebanon, and he gave him the whole size. Then he goes on to promise again, verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I want to draw your attention to two things. That whenever God calls us to do anything, sometimes you may think it's your own mind. Some of you are listening to me. You have got very great dreams to start a business, to take a, step, a setting step towards some things. And you just feel so inadequate about it. Tonight, he sent me to announce to you, be strong and of good courage. Now, from verse 1 to 5, we see the promises of God and the call of God for Joshua to arise and take a step. Then we come to now understand how God expects us to act in order to achieve his promise. The call of God, the promises of God, the revelation of God, the burden God will give to you will be bigger than you. Ladies and gentlemen, God is going to give you big visions, big dreams, bigger things, because God is a big God. He doesn't give small things. If you want to know something came from God, you will realize that what you are thinking of yourself, you'll be wondering, but how would I achieve this? Tonight, after he has given his promise and the announcement of the vision and the promise that he is going to be with you, 
And he says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. He moves on to verse number six. And that is the first time and the first place he mentioned, be strong and of good courage. He goes on to say, be strong and of good courage. For, this, for to these people, you shall divide an inheritance in the land, which I promised to their fathers to give them. Be strong and of good courage. Look at verse 7. Only be strong, second time. Only be strong and very courageous. Only be strong. And be, listen, God is the one talking here. He has come to give promise. He has come to announce vision. Now he's saying, be strong, be courageous. Number two, be strong, be courageous. As if you need strength and courage to be able to step into the promise of God. And then he goes on to say, only be strong and very courageous so that you will observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Can you imagine? God is saying, you have to be very strong and courageous to even obey my commandments. It means that some of the instructions God will give to us to obey in order to fulfill or to achieve that dream, that vision, that assignment, you will need courage and strength to even obey. For him to say, Joshua, now you have to cross this Jordan. The Bible says at that time, the Jordan has overflown its banks. Can you imagine the river Thames? Those of you that live in Thames, we didn't see it there. Assume it has really overflown its banks. It's really near people's homes now. It's really crossed the boundary. And you are being asked to cross over. And then God says to Joshua, this is the commandment. Ask the Levites to carry the ark and move forward and go near it. Now this thing can sweep you off. It's moving with top speed. The river is not very quiet. This one is... It has overflown its banks. So it's really, you know, like when there's a flood and you can see the fast movement. And it can carry people away. And he says, let them go near it. Then he says to Joshua, say to them, they should put their foot in it. That thing will take them away. Their parents, their, their family is all behind in the crowd. You want me to put them in that risk. That's why it says, be courageous and be bold to obey the commandments of the Lord. Tonight, be courageous and obedient to the commandments of the Lord. In Jesus' name, that you will observe to do according to all that which Moses, my servant, has commanded. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you will prosper wherever you go. And then he comes in to tell them, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. This evening, I want to draw your attention to the word meditate there. It is a little bit different from the meditation we know of quiet musing over something. This one is a verbal musing. You have to say it out like some of us, the way we used to memorize our notes in school. I don't know about you, but for me, you can't sit around me when I'm actually in exam mode, exam preparation mode. You know, I would just read it. You know, this book of the law shall not depart from your lips. You shall meditate on it day and night. Then I close the book and I'll just walk up and down and start saying it. I'll say it and say it and say it until it sinks in. And then I move on to the next. So before I realize I've, I've actually memorized a whole textbook, let the exam come now. 
I am ready for anything unless it passes somewhere. But I will, if you ask for definition, you will have it word for word. <laughs> now, this is exactly what it means here when it says you shall meditate on it. You have to verbalize it. Say it over and over so that you can also hear it yourself. You know, sometimes you, you read something quietly and it's not sinking in. You need to shout it. Then you yourself will know that you are preaching to yourself. Now it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you will observe. You see, because you need to say that then it says, so that you see to it that you obey all that is in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. So God comes to announce a vision and then he gives a promise and then he shows Joshua what to do. Two things. Be strong and courageous. And number two, make sure that you are doing things according to my way, according to my word. My word will guide you. My word has something to say about every aspect of the journey. And he says, it is my desire that you will make your way prosperous and have good success. Tonight, God wants you to know that the plan he has for you, he intends for you to have good success and to be prosperous. In Jesus' name. And then he comes the third time to say to him in verse number nine, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Amen. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Ladies and gentlemen, three times in this scripture, we have seen God come to the same person at the same time to say to him three times, only be strong and courageous. Tonight, prophetically, I'm speaking to someone. Be strong and courageous. Take the step. It will open in Jesus' name. Take that step. Take a bold stealth step. It says, be strong and be courageous. In the ministry, be strong and be courageous. In that dream, the business you want to... I don't know, but tonight I'm speaking to somebody who wants to start a business or... A, or have started something very young. Be strong and courageous. In Jesus' name. Some venture you want to do. Be strong and courageous. You may not have everything. But God says when I give a promise. The only thing I need from people. Is to learn to believe. Have faith in me. And that faith will move them. To become strong and courageous. Tonight be strong and courageous. In the name of Jesus. It means that God can give a promise. But when we lack courage and strength, we may miss the promise of God. It means that the promises of God will not just come to pass. God needs us to cooperate with him. Hallelujah. And the Lord knows how to direct us. Listen, everyone that is hearing me, there is a customized plan of God for you. There is a general plan of God, but he says, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to the plan I'm giving to you. My commandment to you to step out and take that territory will come because you believe what I said, but you need boldness. You need courage to even obey me. Some of the instructions of God, if you talk to human beings, they will tell you, don't try this. But if you are working with God, you will take the step by faith in the name of Jesus. Everything you have seen, everything that we have seen is because somebody was courageous enough to take a step. Hallelujah. The Bible says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Now you see that 
Several times God has said be strong and of good courage. What does the strong mean there? You see, the idea of being strong does not necessarily have to mean physically strong, even though we need that too. One day Paul said that physical exercise profits a little. Amen. There must be that physical strength there. But it's also more talking about holdly, holding firmly to something. Hold something firmly in your mind. You need to be tough in your mind. You need to be strong emotionally. You need to be, apart from being strong physically, you need to be strong emotionally and be strong spiritually. You need to be strong with your convictions. There are things if you don't have strong convictions about, somebody can easily come and talk you back to square one. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says the apostles have been promised by Jesus that the promise of the Father will be sent to them. So they just need to wait in the upper room for the promise to come. Jesus unfortunately didn't tell them how many days it would take for the promise to come. He only told them that they should go and wait. So they just went and started waiting. They waited in prayer. Day one, day two, day three, day four. Nothing was happening. Five, six, seven, eight. Until the tenth day. And the tenth day, out of the blue, no notification. The Holy Ghost didn't come on the door knocking. Knock, knock, knock. Then they be sent Bartholomew to go and open and say, who are you? I am the Holy Ghost. They don't know how he was coming. Whether he was coming as a, as a hurricane, a tornado, they don't know. Whether he's coming as a caterpillar, they don't know. All that they knew was that they were waiting. And as they were waiting in obedience to the Lord and faith in God, it, is, it takes some great courage for Peter to gather the rest of the people in an upper room and to be praying and don't know when this Holy Ghost was coming. And then the Bible says, suddenly, there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And the Spirit of God sat upon each and every one of them. And they all began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. Then the Bible says, some people gathered. And the people who gathered, some came wondering what was going on. But the Bible says there was a section of the people who were the loudest of all the people talking. They came to mock at them. They came to make fun of them. And Peter, the Bible says, stop praying. And he addressed the crowd and said, we are not drunk as you are saying. And we are not smart as you are thinking. But this is that with the Holy Spirit through the prophet Joel prophesied that in the last days, the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. You see, Peter held on to the promise. And was very strong in conviction that no amount of mockery would talk him back from doing what he was doing. Or from saying, hey, it looks like we are getting mad. You know, Peter, let's stop this. And Paul and all of them. No, they, they went on. They were convinced. Peter was convinced. They held on to their convictions. If ever you are going to see the power of God or the hand of God or the promise of God come to pass, you need some form of strength. Amen. Mental strength. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So, to hold firmly to something, to be in firm, firm control over one's faculties. If you are convinced that you must start that project now, start it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you are convinced you must undertake that course, move. When God promises, we don't see everything. We take the step by faith. As he said, you don't need to see the whole stairs. Take one step at a time. You will get to the top. Hallelujah. Then it says, be courageous. 
the word courage is defined as mental or moral strength to persevere and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. The word courage is defined by the Merriam-Webster dictionary as mental or moral strength to persevere and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. To persevere and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Mental or moral strength to withstand danger, fear, or difficulty, or to persevere in the face of danger. Amen. So, courage is not necessarily absence of fear, but actually courage holds the energy of fear under control and channels it to positive use. It holds the energy of fear under control. It means the thing is dangerous, but you are able to still look at it in the face, control your fear, and move forward. That is courage. Amen. So he was told to be strong. That means hold on to the convictions, and then next time, hold on and be strong in your mind, your mental and moral strength, so that you can continue to persevere even in the face of danger. Courageous people run towards danger. Frightful people run away from danger. <laughs> That's why you would see the difference between civilians and well-trained special forces. Where there is a bomb explosion, you see they running towards it, whilst those who are civilians run away from it. And so those are courageous people. Tonight, I want you to run towards the danger. Because God is with you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So through courage and obedience, God's promises come to pass. Tonight, whatever you have determined to do, I want you to be strong in your convictions. And number two, you need courage. Hallelujah. It means that the promises of God are achieved through the steps of courage and strength. Courage and strength, physical strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength. And that will move you to dare to do great things. Tonight, dare to do great things. God says, I'm with you. Then he says, be courageous. How, how do you marry the two? That means that God can give all the promises, but he's waiting for us to be courageous. It means that what he's calling us to do, our faith will be challenged because our mind will tell us it's not possible. To take a step by faith, you need courage. Tonight, be courageous. And the reason why you need to be strong and courageous is because there will be negative voices. You yourself may doubt what God is telling you to do. You yourself will think, am I able to do this? Can I really build a house? Can I buy a house? Can I start this business? Is it When am I going to get all of this? Ladies and gentlemen, when we are working with God, he doesn't give us all the things. We step out by courage and by faith. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, that's all that he said I should come and say to you. Be bold, be strong, be courageous. In the name of Jesus. In every area. From tonight, don't be afraid of anything. Step out. 
So many things are waiting to be accomplished, but God's people have become timid for a long time. We have become timid because we are believing negativities. We are believing the fear, the fear of what if I fail, the fear of I don't have enough money. Step out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The promises of God are achieved through the steps of great courage and strength in Jesus' name. I don't know what you have been dreaming about, but I came to announce to you, be strong and of good courage and move. When you move, you see all other things taking its place in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Whenever you take a step of faith, it's a sign that you are courageous. Because you haven't seen everything. And yet you believe. Hallelujah. Great faith. Great faith in God's word. Look at verse So we come to the next, the verse number 10. So Joshua then acted on what God has said. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel. He didn't suggest, he commanded. After God has said to him three times, don't be afraid because God knows that he's afraid of the people. If you are afraid of the people you are leading, you have started failure already. You can't, we can't possess the territory. And I want you to know Moses is dead. He's not coming to help you. Sometimes it's important to understand some Moseses and some people that you think will help you will not be there. But step forward. God said, I am with you. But he desires that you become courageous. It tells us something about God that his promises are only fulfilled by people who are courageous. In Jesus' name. It takes courage to make certain moves. It takes some courage to write a proposal and send it to a bank and make some statements. It takes some courage and faith. Hallelujah. And many times God has spoken, but we have been afraid and timid. And tonight he just wants to remind you, be strong and be courageous. Even when we have to ask for something. A lot of people are timid because they are thinking, what if somebody is thinking this way? Let them keep their thoughts, but you go and make the request. Hallelujah. Go and make the request. God said to Moses, I promised you that I'll give the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And that they'll give them gold in abundance. But this is my strategy. You are going to ask them. Say, oh, but God, we are shy. You know, the way you have acted, you know, just rain gold. Rain gold in everybody's bedroom. By the time they wake up, it's here. Say, I'm not going to do that. You need courage to go and tell them you need gold. So sometimes you have come with, God has inspired you with some great business ideas. You need to get to that bank and request for some loan. And you're like, oh, but you see, but what if they don't give? Have you asked? Amen. Yeah, it's the same thing. Some people are dreaming big of getting married and the sister is standing there and you lack the boldness to say, I love you. I want to marry you. You keep standing there. Those who be courageous will end up marrying her. Albert, what are you spying? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. You need some boldness. So the promise you have prayed, you have prayed, you have done all the all night prayer. And you lack the boldness to say something. Because you fear that she's going to say no. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, she too, she's very ready. And you are afraid and you are frustrating the plans of God. A lot of people are frustrating the plans of God because they are not strong and they are not courageous. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, be strong and be courageous. And run towards what you think is danger, but it's not danger. When God came to Israel and Moses cried to him and said that the Egyptians are on their way. On our left is a mountain, on the right is a mountain, and the people might kill us here. These Egyptians are going to kill us. God said to him, move forward. Forward where? To the Red Sea. Now, you need courage to approach the Red Sea. But God won't open it until somebody is courageous enough to keep moving towards it. They moved towards it until their foot stepped into the water and it parted ways. If they didn't, it would have stayed there. And the Egyptians would have killed them and said, God didn't take care of us. God only acts when he finds courageous people. Hallelujah. You may have been blessed by this ministry, but because somebody was courageous enough to put his profession behind and step forward. Are you here? Are you seeing a practical example of the blessings you are enjoying? And that's exactly what God has been waiting for you to act on for a long time. Deacon Charles. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, yes. One day, one of my daughters in the Lord asked me, said, See, Papa, the, the brothers are not coming forward. I said, have you located one? He said, yes. I said, go ahead and propose. <laughs> and it worked. It has, they are married today. It worked. He said, go ahead and propose. <laughs> she was courageous enough. And laid her cast on the table and it was, was grabbed. Their brother needed this word. But this word has come some seven years later. <laughs> hey, Makataba Hayada. Joshua... Moved by faith, and he started instructing his officers. Look at him in verse 11. After three times receiving the word from the Lord. You see, for God to be saying this for three times, this evening he's saying the same thing to someone. You have taken too long. Be courageous. Then the Bible says, Joshua commanded the officers and said, go through the camp. And tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan. He doesn't know how, but he has had courage. And take possession of the land your God is giving you. Can you imagine the statement from Joshua? This is a very courageous and bold statement. He said, we are living in three days. I don't know who gave him a three days plan, but he is now ready. He's ready. He has given a deadline to the thing. He has written out the plans and he has laid it very clear. In three days, in Jesus' name, I speak to somebody. Look, you have played with the plans for a very long time. Now set a deadline to something and take a step. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Is Martin ready to take some steps? Ah, Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, time is not on your side. This evening I came as a prophet of God to announce to you, time is not on your side. Be courageous, be bold and move in Jesus' name. Somebody need to take initiative. Start that project. Start it now. You don't need all the money. Step out by faith. And you will see how God will start opening doors. He's been waiting for it for a long time. If the people had stayed where they were, if Joshua had not told them in three days we are moving, they would have stayed there. Eventually when he took that step, 
there was a seven-day delay because the people who went to spy out the land took some time to come back. But eventually they moved. They would have stayed there if there was no courage to move towards the Jordan. The Jordan was not going to subside on its own. The river is not going to reduce in water level until they could cross. God was ready to let them cross. It is the same courage by which he had to come and say to them, we are taking Jericho, but we need to march around it for seven days. For six days and on the seventh day, we are to give a shout. It doesn't make sense, but if God said it, be courageous to obey. In Jesus' name. I see us moving to some levels by faith in Jesus' name. Some of our churches are going to be planted like that. In Jesus' name, it takes some men and women of courage. God's promises us at another level. For you to really bring it to pass, you need to be strong and you need to be courageous. Hallelujah. Joshua was motivated by the promise of the land, by the promise of success, and the promise of God's presence. Amen. And he took a step. He announced the vision. Now he announced it so clearly, audibly, in the hearing of everybody. And he told them, three days we are moving. We have been here for a long time, but we are moving in three days. The whole plan was with Joshua, but I've met God, I, with, with Moses. But now he's dead. If you decide to sit down here in the name of I'm afraid, I, will, I don't know what to do. What if I fail? Move forward and fail. Even if you fail, it's an achievement. Because failure... It's one of the ladders that you climb to the way of success. Hallelujah. That is, that, is, that is part of it. See, when you are courageous, you are not afraid of failure. You fail forward. Hallelujah. I said you fail forward. That's why so many things get done. Institutions, organizations. Those who first came up with the idea of an aeroplane, it landed in somebody's head. It didn't land in a tarmac. It was not on a tarmac. It was not based on how many we have. In fact, they don't have a pilot's license. Because there's no pilot anyway. So there's no association of pilots. There's no institution that actually regulates anything like that. That thing did not exist. The Wright brothers, two brothers, sons of a priest, talked of something that can fly and carry people. And in 1904, they came up with the idea. They sat down and started moving. And they didn't wait to say, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't fly. We need a pilot's license. There is nobody to give us a license. Because whoever it is has never flown before. So these things didn't exist. But eventually, today you enjoy Boeing 747s and, and, and Dreamliners and all of that. Some people took a bold step. And God is causing some of you here to dream some big dreams in the name of Jesus. I see God bringing some big dreams in Jesus' name. And it's time you don't delay it anymore. He said, be courageous and be strong. Be strong in your convictions and move. And then you will see his power. When they moved by that conviction and courageously stepped into the Jordan, it parted ways. Why didn't God just part the thing before they came? You see, he did the same thing at the Red Sea. He said to Moses, forward. I'm sure Moses will say, forward where? To the Red Sea. <laughs> he said, there's no other way. No, forward. Be courageous. You need courage to face the danger. Tonight, I came to remove timidity and fear from you.
in Jesus' name. If we keep on marking time in the name of fear, you will never achieve anything despite the promises of God. If Joshua was not courageous and bold, God would have promised, look at the things God says, I am with you. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. The promise I have given to Moses, I'm applying the same thing to you. And everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread, you will take possession, but be strong and be courageous. Three times, three times. Tonight, be strong and be courageous. Some four lepers in 2 Kings chapter 7. It's my second example and I'll end the message tonight. I've delivered what he asked me to deliver. And I want you to go out of here today with some boldness in Jesus' name. Step forward. Take some initiatives. Move some things in the name of Jesus. Talk to some people that you need to talk to. Share some ideas. Start some projects. Start something. Start something. Some people need to start some things in Jesus' name. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3 to 11, the Bible says, Now there were four leprous men. The background to this was that the, the, verse, the chapter before in chapter 6, there has been such a famine in the land that people were even eating other people to survive. And the Bible said the prophet Elisha prophesied that due to what is going on and by the hand of God, tomorrow by this time, a ballet of wheat shall be sold for a certain amount, let's say 3p. For a whole big barrel of wheat. And the Bible says the king's special assistant said, this can't be possible. Even if God will make windows in the sky, this can't be possible overnight. And Elisha said, you will see it, but you will not eat it. You see, God does not like unbelievers. He doesn't like people who don't believe in his promise. And that's why he said to Joshua, be courageous, be strong, and see to it you obey what I say to you. Some of you, God will be telling you things by an audible voice or by an impression in your spirit that you should do this. Some of you, it may mean that you change a whole career path or you change a course or something. And he's like, hey, but how is that going to work? But tonight he sent me to announce to you, be courageous and be bold. Now, so when this was announced, as for Elisha, he has delivered the prophecy and he's gone. Exactly 24 hours later, the reason why the nation itself was also suffering was because the Bible says that an army had actually invaded. The Syrian army has actually encamped, run about the whole of Israel, you know, outside. That means that no trade can come in and, and go. And that sometimes that's the way, you know, war has been waged in those days. You, sometimes you don't need to attack. You just send, if you're a very mighty army, you don't do anything. You just go all the way and block all their access ways. So if they were having aeroplanes, you just declare no-fly zone. Any plane that takes off, you shoot it down. But you are not yet in the town, in the, in the country. And all the borders, you have blocked it. Your soldiers have surrounded it all around. So there's no trade. You know, so you can imagine if you look at it in today's terms. That, for instance, the UK depends on the European Union for supply of medicines especially for uh, diabetics, uh, insulin. Most of them is manufactured in Germany and Belgium. And the, those, those big trucks bring them in all the time. Now, let's say the UK is being invaded and an enemy has decided to stay around from all Calais, all of those places. 
Anyone coming, they're blocking it out. You see, after a while, all diabetes will die in the UK. You don't need to fire a shot. All of them will die. Because their supplies have been cut. Very soon, all the apples, those who like apple, there will be no apple. Their supermarkets will be empty. No fruits, nothing. And gradually, people will start starving. That's exactly what was going on here. The Syrians decided to surround the nation and cut off every supply and trade routes. So businesses are collapsing. No supplies, nothing. And whilst this was going on, it is in the midst of this that the thing was so severe that people have started boiling other people's children to eat. And the Bible says that one woman was tricked that way. And that's where this whole thing came up. Because the woman, her friend, told her, let us boil your son and eat tonight. Tomorrow we'll boil mine. So they boiled the other person's child and ate it. Then the next day, when it was her turn, she hid her son. <laughs> and the woman went to report to the king. So the king became so upset and said, Elisha must be blamed <laughs> for prophesying against us and saying that we need to obey the Lord. And because we have not obeyed the Lord, the judgment of God has come. And so Elisha then came in and said, well, the Lord now says tomorrow by this time, this is what will be. There will be such abundance that what normally would have been sold for maybe a thousand pounds will now go for one P. And the king's special assistant said, you are joking. This is not possible. And the Bible says, so the next day, God did something spectacular. But I want you to see the courage of the kind of people that were used by God here. A prophecy has come, but God can't act until some people are courageous enough to make a move. And the Bible says, and there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. They were outside the city gate. In those days, you, you ostracize lepers outside the city gate. You keep them there, quarantine them. They never come to mix up with people. If for any reason they don't get healed, they stay there till they die. Because we don't want to see them. Because they, will, they are very, very contagious. So they were sitting there, and then they said to each other, Why are we sitting here until we die? Tonight I came to ask you, Why are you sitting where you are until you die? Why are you wasting the time? Why do you, what do you think will be the worst thing that can happen to you? Be courageous. God is with you. He says, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. And if we sit here, we will die also. So now, therefore, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. As for death, we shall die. After all, all death be die. All die be die. So they said, listen, if we sit here, we will die. If we move, we will die. Both ways, we must make a decision, but we can't sit. Hallelujah. God has given a prophecy, but he's looking for some people to act. And the Bible said, this man made a decision, we won't sit here till we die. If you sit at one place, you only have what is at that one place. If you get up and move, you will see that you are open to many opportunities. I don't know who I came to prophesy to, but it's time to get up from where you are and take some step by faith. In Jesus' name. And they said, if we sit here, we will die. If we go to the city, the famine is also there. But we must make a move because if we keep on sitting down here, we will starve till we die. Sometimes things are not working. You are still sitting where you are. You need to get up and do something. And the Bible said, they said, 
let us go, even to the Syrians. We know they want to kill any Jew. If we go to them, anything can happen. They may receive us. <laughs> Sorry. And keep us. Or they will kill us. And if they kill us, we are still going to die anyway. Three out of four, we are going to die. If we sit where we are sitting, nobody is going to come and give us food because we are leprous. We will die. If we go back to the city by force against the law, there is famine there. They have nothing to give us anyway. We will die. If we go to the camp of the Syrians and they choose to kill us, we will still die. But if we go and for some reason they decide to receive us, we have been received. Somebody needs to take a bold step. Hallelujah. It may sound risky, but take the step. When it comes to ministry, you need to take some step. When it comes to handling some department, take some step. When it comes to initiating some new things, take a step by faith. Be bold and courageous. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says, and they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. See, what you're afraid of will never happen. The promise of God is so real. See, fear and faith is all about believing something that you have not yet seen. So why do you still entertain the fear? Why don't you choose faith? Because all of them is about believing something you have not yet seen. But for some reason, we switch on and we like the fear. The fear of what if I fail? What if I die? What if this doesn't work? If it doesn't work, you learn the lesson from why it didn't work. And then you move on. No child has ever walked without falling. They fail forward. They get up and they fall like that. And they get up again. They fall. And they get up. And then they take a step. And they fall. And they take a step. And they take a step. And they take a step. Before they realize that they carry on. Have you tried to ride a bicycle before? That's how it starts. Yeah. You take one step, then you fall. It's what is going on. Because you have now come to a place where you don't want stabilizers. Mommy, I don't want stabilizers. You don't want stabilizers. You want to go on yourself and you get onto it and then you are falling. But you try it, you try it, you try it. And then before you realize, ha, Suzanne is on the highway. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. The Bible says they took a step. And when they got there, to their surprise, there was no one there. And the Bible said, for the Lord, you know why, why there was no one there? When they got up to move, God amplified each leprous step to sound like an army, an invading army coming against the Syrians. So they fled. If you don't move, God won't amplify your steps. Hallelujah. The Bible says, because the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots, noise of horses, the noise of a great army. Can you imagine how God can amplify the step of a leprous man? The whole, the whole of the toes are gone. But God is still able to use it. God can use the most insignificant thing to do some significant things. He's just looking for some people to act by faith. The word of God has come. A prophecy has come. Somebody must enter the camp of the Syrians. The king and his army, they were in the palace. The Bible said there was only five horses left in the whole country. In other words, five cars. <laughs> the poverty was so strong. But God's word can.
can only come to pass if somebody takes a step. So these leprous men, socially outcasts, but spiritually significant, they were strong in their convictions and they were courageous. Can you imagine? You are lepers. You don't even have anything to fight and you are going to the army of the Syrians. And they took a step and God amplified their steps. And every step that they took by faith as they moved, God caused the Syrian army to hear it like the, the noise of horses and chariots and a mighty army. And the Bible said, so they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hide against us, the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight. Did you see it was the same twilight? These people, these lepers decided, if we stay here, we will die. But if we make a move, perhaps God will be with us. And God was with them. Tonight, make a move. In Jesus' name, God will cause the movements you make by faith to open doors of opportunities. And the Bible says that they fled and left their camp intact. Their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and they ate and drank. My God, can you imagine the leprous hands really carrying something? They were just eating all over the place. And there is no opposition. That which you fear don't exist. I say what you have been afraid of and limiting yourself for all this while, it does not exist. Even if it does, the presence of God with you will cause the enemy to flee. Somebody, God has been waiting for you for too long. It's time to be courageous in the name of Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. The Bible says that and when the lepers came, they went to one tent, they ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back, entered another tent, carried them from more and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, we are not doing well. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent here. If we wait until morning light, some punishment may come upon us. Now, therefore, let us go and tell the king's household. Have you seen how God is able to orchestrate circumstances to bring his word of prophecy over your life to pass? Elisha gave the prophecy. He didn't tell how that was going to happen in 24 hours. But God was even ready to use lepers. I said God is able to use you. In Jesus' name. When it came to the discussion of how the economic situation of Israel and the military condition was going to be turned around... It never occurred to anyone that it was going to be by the help of lepers. All the generals were sitting by table. They have become generals. They haven't gone to war, but they have got, they are generals. There are a lot of generals, they don't go to war. <laughs> they have become generals by reason of examination. <laughs> the Bible says, and these lepers came and they announced to the king's house. Verse 10, so they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, we went to the Syrian camp. Surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses, donkeys, tents intact, a lot of resources. And the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside. Amen. Later when you read, you realize that they sent people to go and check the thing out. And it was true. And more people were sent and they carried a lot of things. And whilst people were 
you know, much food has come. The man who said this vision cannot come to pass, he tried to control it. And the Bible said the people stepped on him. There was a stampede. They stepped on it and he died according to the word of the prophecies that Elisha has given. That tomorrow you will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat it. But that breakthrough came because some lepers were bold enough. Tonight, you are stronger than a leper. In the name of Jesus. You need to be courageous in Jesus' name. Be courageous in every dream that you have dreamt. Take out that vision again. There are some things you have written down. And you have been waiting and waiting and waiting. And most of the time, it's not because you are patient. It's because you have been afraid. It's because you have not been courageous. But tonight, the Lord sent me to announce to you, it is time to be courageous. Take a bold step and move. And eventually, as we see in the book of Joshua, 24 chapters later, Joshua following all this, the Bible said that the land was fully distributed. Everything worked out because Joshua was courageous and bold and strong in his convictions. Tonight, be strong in your convictions. Be strong in faith. Be strong spiritually. Be strong emotionally. Be strong in your head and in your mind. Be strong, hallelujah, and be courageous. Look at danger in the face and say to danger, I will still overcome you. That's what a courageous person is. You can still look at danger in the face and tell us about what is the worst thing that can come out of here. What is the worst? What is the worst? What is the worst you can do? May God give us courageous men and women in the name of Jesus to take bold steps, take giant steps in Jesus' name. Somebody needs to take some giant steps and you see that a whole market will open for you. Say, oh, but these days there are too many people online. Well, yours is going to be different too. Hallelujah. Yours is going to be different. I don't know, but tonight I'm speaking to businesses. Hallelujah. People in church rise up and start some businesses. We are in the season of that in Jesus' name. Connect. May God lift you to some connections and to some doors in Jesus' name. May our churches grow and multiply by faith in Jesus' name. And some courageous movements. Say, how can we start church here? This place is very hard to start church. Start it in Jesus' name. Say there are a lot of witches here. All the witches will come to church in Jesus' name. All the witches will be born again. All the witches will be witnessed to. The Bible says, and Philip went down to Samaria. Samaria was a stronghold of idol worship. Samaria was a place that was not welcoming necessarily to Jews. Samaria, Samaritans said, you see the woman in chapter 4 of John, she said to Jesus, you are a Jew. And you are asking me, a Samaritan, for water. For the Bible says that Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So if Philip had to go down to Samaria, don't you think some people would say to him, how are you going to start the church there? Look at the racism there. Nobody's going to come to your church because you are Jewish and all the people there are Samaritans. But when you are moving by the power of God and you are courageous and strong in your convictions, the whole city, the Bible says, and the whole city came to Jesus Christ. Even the chief witch of the city came to church and was baptized and they saw and heard the miracles that God worked through Philip who was not a pastor. Hallelujah. 
glory be to Jesus. The power of God moved in the place because somebody stepped out by faith. The Bible says when Peter and John and Leonard and school guys, they don't have classmates. They don't belong to any WhatsApp group of alumni of an old students association. The Bible says when they were brought before the doctors of the Lord, Peter boldly, courageously addressed the issue and he spoke by faith, presenting Jesus Christ. And the whole council were convinced that even though these are uneducated people, they took knowledge that these people have been with Jesus Christ. They stepped up by faith. They raised the dead. They cleansed lepers. They preached the gospel. Whole cities were turned over because they stepped out by faith. They didn't let their academic background disqualify them. What they needed was be strong. And be courageous. And with the word of God, all things are possible to him that believes. In the name of Jesus, tonight I came to announce to you that you just need to believe the Lord and step out by faith.